Hello, my name is Belinda Martinez, and welcome to the Texas Disaster Legal Help Podcast mini-episode. This is an ongoing series that interviews volunteer attorneys in the state of Texas that assist disaster survivors. Today we have Jack Pham, interviewed by Lone Star Legal Aid and Texas Disaster Legal Help staff attorney Trevin Ware. Please visit texasdisasterlegalhelp.org if you'd like to sign up to be one of our pro bono attorneys. And now, Trevin and Jack. We hope you enjoy. All right, Jack, if you would state your state your name, the name of your firm and um, your location. Hi, my name is Jack Fan. I'm with the Fan Law Office based in Dallas, Texas. All right. So tell us about your your work experience. How long have you been practicing? What is your primary area of practice? I've been practicing in Texas for the past six years, principally in the states and trust work, dealing with probate matters as well as estate planning. So what prompts you to take volunteer cases? I started taking pro bono cases very early on in my career. And it was a way that I really started to learn more about law. When I left law school, that was back in 2007, I actually didn't practice law for nearly 10 years. And so once I started practicing law, pro bono was the way that not only was a way for me to give back to the community, but really to understand the practice of law itself. So tell us about your most memorable pro bono case. Like what is what case stands out to you the most? Of course, with no names, right? (laughs) (laughs) What case do I remember the most? And probably one of my very first cases. Uh, I just started getting back into the practice of law. And there was an immigrant here who's been living here in the United States, but barely spoke English. And I had helped her uh, get a divorce out of a really bad relationship. But why it struck me the most was when I finished the case, she presented me with a tie and she could barely afford the tie. And that was something that, you know, in terms of the things that we did or things that I helped her with, the lengths that she really wanted to go to show her appreciation, even when she had very little. And that stood out to me because of just how meaningful and impactful my work was to her life. Okay, so so how how do you balance having your your private practice and still being able to to take the cases that you take with us? Because from what I understand, you know, you are, you know, you're very involved um, in this type of work. And so how do you how do you balance that? I don't think I've actually struck a balance just yet. But I'm really trying to take advantage of the fact that because of our COVID-19 work environment, a lot of work is done remotely. And it's no longer constrained geographically to simply where we live. And so I'm really excited to be working with Lone Star Legal Aid because of the fact that a lot of what I do, namely estate planning, doesn't actually require me to be sitting face to face with my clients. I can help clients from anywhere within the state of Texas talk about their estate planning needs what their concerns are, and how we actually develop a continuity plan. Awesome. So for you, this whole transition into virtual practice hasn't been difficult. You know, I've actually been relatively lucky in the sense of being able to transition to a virtual practice. Part of that has been generally this idea of a lean office, which is to say it's a computer, it's a phone, 
and I'm basically mobile. Even before the pandemic, I was practicing in Collin County, Tarrant County, as well as Dallas County, which meant the fact that I basically was working out of my car when I traveled anyways. So once the pandemic hit, it was a lot easier because I didn't actually have to travel. I just could just travel between my offices instead of actually having to go to office and then court and then back. So technology, you know, being able to adapt to technology is really what helped me uh, make a seamless transition. Okay. So, so give us one lesson that you've learned since you started taking pro bono cases. Look, I don't think it's just one lesson, but it's a constant reminder. Part of the reason why I take pro bono cases is so I can stay grounded with the needs of the community. Often, if you're representing individuals who are multi-million dollar net worth assets, you don't really think about the concerns that everyday American or everyday person has. And so the lessons I constantly have in taking pro bono cases is how to empathize with other people. Because when they're faced with problems with paying rent, they're faced with difficulty with even just how to pay the next bill. These are very important lessons that we tend to forget as lawyers when we're too far removed from the general population. Okay, so you find this work to be both uh, volunteering, rather, to be both rewarding and, as you said, it keeps you um, connected. I think I find the work meaningful, and I find that what I do gives me a greater sense of purpose, right? Not just shuffling around money from generation to generation, but that I have a real impact to people's lives. You know, we talked earlier about you know, the individual in terms of you know, the, the wife that was trying to get divorced, just how much her life had changed by getting out of a bad relationship. In other cases, especially when we're dealing with pro bono estate planning, it's about giving people a real sense of of security, knowing that if anything happened to them, that their family would be taken care of or that they would be taken care of in case of disability or sickness. What advice would you give to a newly licensed attorney um, that is wanting to get involved in pro bono work? Don't be afraid to ask for help. As a pro bono attorney, you have gateways to mentors, courts, court staff, and other leaders within the legal community. By telling other people that you are working on a case pro bono, everyone just lightens up and is willing to help you. I've walked into many courts before talking to the clerk, just saying, I'm doing this pro bono, and they will tell me what to do next. I may be completely lost, but help is always there for people who are serving the community. And that is, that is my last question. <laughs> Anything else that you, um, that you want to share with regard to your experiences working with, because I know you've worked with Lone Star before. I don't know if you've worked with any of the other um, organizations or legal aid organizations before, but, you know, is there anything that you want to share with regard to those experiences? I don't necessarily think that there's anything to share, although interesting, it's not just Lone Star. I've actually taken, I've now started taking cases from Texas Rio Grande, I've always taken from Landwood because that's where I'm based, but I, I'm able to now well, either service or to assist clients from all across Texas because of the fact that we've gone virtual. Uh, 
Um, so maybe let me rephrase the answer uh, in this way. I've been very excited with the disaster portal set up with a variety of legal aid providers across the state of Texas because of the fact that because of the pandemic, we're no longer restricted to just simply where we live. We can really assist with serving the needs of the community all across the state of Texas. I may have said this many times before, but it's because of the fact that no longer am I just simply a Dallas lawyer helping out with legal aid of Northwest Texas. But I'm also going to be a Dallas lawyer helping out with clients who are down in South Texas with Lone Star Legal Aid or even in West Texas, Texas Rio Grande. And so that's what's been most exciting is this idea that, again, I'm no longer restricted to be able to help clients who are just next to me. I can really reach out to the clients who really need me because attorneys simply don't practice and they're part of town. Let me thank you for your time. I do understand that in the work that you do. You are probably extremely busy. <laughs> and um, and so I definitely thank you for your time and for allowing me to record this uh, this interview because it's really going to be helpful. I, I hope so. I'm always revisiting things that we could talk about instead. I, I do want to mention the fact that it's never really think about how do you balance pro bono and your day-to-day practice because I think the difference is you have to make pro bono a part of your practice. It has to be part of your priorities. And so I'm able to do 250 hours a year at minimum with pro bono service, not because it's something that I just do on the side, but it's really part of my daily intentions that I'm going to take this initiative, work with clients who need legal services because otherwise there is no one there to help them. And that's just part of the core values as a lawyer that I feel is part of my ethical as well as my moral obligations. Uh, Just a bit more because I've actually been in private practice before and volunteered when I was in private practice, you know, so I've kind of experienced that world. So it's always interesting to talk to another attorney who is especially as dedicated as you are um, to the work. So you know, I know one of the things that was important for me was trying to find a balance when I was in private practice and also taking pro bono cases. Um, and so with somebody who volunteers as much as you, I feel like it's very helpful for other attorneys to understand that you can do that. You can take, you know, pro bono cases and you can still be as as dedicated and as committed Um to your clients, even though they're not, you know, your multi-million dollar clients, um, as you should be, of course, but you can still take the cases and do that and be impactful and effective um, and still have a successful practice, you know, and, and to be able to do both. And I think it's just different mentality. And I, I, I think that one of the things in general is always, I don't know what my practice would be like without actually serving the community because of the fact that we are so far removed from considering the day-to-day needs. In the past year, I've been working with the Dallas Evictions 2020 project, helping tenants stay in their houses during the pandemic. And for someone who has been privileged enough to have their own house, have mortgages paid off, we're not concerned about rent but talking to families where they're facing homelessness or starvation, it changes the way you view the world. And so I think it's important in terms of 
and being a lawyer is to how you connect and empathize with people. And this is part of the benefits of what we do in the pro bono community. So. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I, I think empathy is one of those things that when you're in law school and you're learning and you're preparing for the bar, there's so much emphasis on, you know, content and being knowledgeable, you know, and really just being competent <laughs> um, in that area. That we sometimes look over the, um, you know, the fact that, I mean, the best and most effective attorneys um, and advocates, I mean, empathy is, you know, is, is key. Um, and I think that's something that you learn once you start practicing and taking pro bono cases until you've done it, you don't understand, you know, until you've had a client, like you said, who, you know, made the sacrifice, even though she didn't have very much, she wanted to give you something um, to show that she appreciated what you, what you did for, you know, and for me, it was the first thank you card that I got. And I still have it (laughs) um, that I got 10 years ago. And it, you know, and I keep that card because it helps me to understand it. And it's, you know, it meant a lot to me because we, of course, we can't, when I worked for Landwood, we couldn't accept gifts. I worked for Landwood for five years when I first started right? Um, in Fort Worth. So, you know, of course, we can't accept gifts and things like that. So, you know, a card just just meant everything to me. And, uh, you know, and it helps to balance it out because you don't always feel that appreciation from your clients, even clients who pay you, you know, you know, lots of money. You don't always feel appreciated. So, so I right. could definitely relate to that. And I think it's helpful for other attorneys to know that. We never really realized just how impactful some of our work can really be. For us, it could be just a small gesture. But to our clients that we serve, it can make and change their lives forever. Uh, you know, working in the past year with pandemic, with, the, with regards to the eviction uh, defense, just keeping person in the house for just another month, ha- giving them and affording them enough time to find somewhere else to live, Again, it's everything in the world because they're, they've come to a point where they've, they've lost faith that other people will be willing to help. And for, again, for us as attorneys, it could just be a simple phone call. It could be a simple court hearing that we appeared for, but that is everything to them. And that's one of the things that I'm always surprised by. For, uh, for me, it's a small gesture, but for them, it means everything. Thank you.